everyone. Welcome back to the Far Out Wisdom Podcast mini series, Drunk Philosophy. I have already been drinking. I have my candles lit up. I don't know if you guys know this, but I am a really big fan of lavender, and it really relaxes me. So I just had um, one big beer that we had from the camping trip, and I haven't really finished it. But uh, it's really delicious. Um, I think it's Modelo. So I decided to become, become a Mexican today and drink that. So, I mean, everything, it's, it's opening up with the COVID. And so uh, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just kind of a little celebration myself. And then, you know what? I'm going to record a episode of Drunk Philosophy. So I've, I've been really kind of lagging on this. So today's episode or tonight's episode is going to be about dreams. Um I you know what? I'm going to say this. I'm not an expert expert on dreams, but I have been my life has become so much better um when I start to analyze or deconstruct or kind of I guess dissecting my dreams per se. And uh I, th- I remember my first dream when I was about seven years old, and I can still recall it. Um, I went to Story Elementary School here in Fresno, California, and the school was barely new. And um, behind the school, there's like a big field in the back. And so a lot of the, you got, you guys know that, like the kids during that time where they make up lies that it's a haunted school or there's a lot of monsters that roams around in the school because there was a canal right at Story Elementary School, like in the back. So I had a lot of nightmares and uh, I woke up, I remember sleeping one night and I was thinking about it and uh, the dream was that that big field of grass was a sea of monsters and a sea of of worms and uh, ghouls and I remember um, I fell in the water and I, I just you know the thought of oceans and monsters really scared the fuck out of me and it's just like I used to remember the worms and you know seeing the monsters right in between underneath all that water and that was my first nightmare that I can remember. So it, it, in regards to me, ultimately, the dreams are more of me being kind of fighting against myself. So a lot of my dreams are about a young woman or a little girl or um, that's really common throughout my life that I notice that there's a kind of a pattern that is occurring um and there's many theories about um dreams of a little girl that could be your child self your feminine self or it's every dream every characters in your dreams or anything that you see is more like a symbolism of what is going on with your life and so um that's what's i that's what i was taught by a lot of young and carl young and sigmund Freud, which we're going to uh, try to you know, break down today. I'm not going to break down everything because like I said, I'm not an expert and I wish I had an expert, but, um, but it's drunk philosophy so I can do whatever I want. So I'm just going to tell you guys right now, I'm not an expert. Okay. I'm just a person who dreams just like everybody else. And I just want to share with you guys what's going on in my little world. So guys, before I start with this little rant intoxicated, just know that you guys could support me on PayPal. You guys can support me $5 a month by becoming a Patreon member on Patreon. And you guys can Venmo me any amount that you guys wish is a donation. And um, it's a way for me to upgrade my equipment. Um, at the Right now, my little area is kind of, it's getting there. Um, and it's for me to do this full time and to bring you guys constant um, recordings about dreams and all the goodies that I can talk about. So um, link is in the description and anything helps a lot. And you guys can always share, like, and comment below um, to keep the conversation going. So you guys can share me your dreams. And so so um, when I would like about, um, I believe I start to have a lot of bathroom dreams. So if you guys don't know this, bathroom dreams is a representation, in my personal opinion, 
of you trying to police yourself, trying to discharge or cleanse yourself because that's what you do in the bathroom. You, That's where you become your personal self. And I was having multiple bathroom dreams that I can't, I don't, I don't remember why, um, why it started to happen, but I started to have people around me that doesn't belong in my world, if that makes sense. Um, there was moments where I dream, I dream about overflowing toilets. I dream about, you know, feces on the ground, uh, or urine or things like that. And, um, I think my recent one was, I dreamt I was in a very clean bathroom in Sweden, if that makes sense. I, I don't know why I know that I was in Sweden and, um, there was feces on the ground, but the bathroom was clean. Like it was spotless, but the, there was feces on the ground. This was during the period of time. And if you guys have a chance, listen to the episode that I recorded on um, called Pamela, Pamela Anderson's Boobs. I mean, Action Speaks Louder Than Her Boobs, um, where I talked about my, the betrayal of friends. And I had like nine people. So I had a bunch of people in my life that shouldn't be in my life. And I was naive. And I thought, you know, these people really care about me, which they did not. And they talked about me a lot. And um, if you guys know this, I am really, really, really um, stern about my position on liars. I, don't, I really don't like people who pretend to be something that they're not. And I always, I'm the type of person when it comes to friendship, I always make it sh make sure that, you know, everything that it's, it's, if we have a problem with one another is that we talk to each other about it before we go and try to go on fucking Facebook or something, because I think that's like a low blow. And, um, these people had issues with me that I did not know and they didn't talk to me about it. And that's when the bathroom dreams start to happen. And so as soon as I start to eliminate these people one by one, my bathroom dreams started. I noticed that the bathrooms are starting to become a lot bit cleaner because first of all, the bathroom dreams were like really, really fucking dirty, right? And then it got really, it got more cleaner, clean, cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. And the, the toilets were beginning to work. Everything was operational. And then my last dream was when I was in, Swe um, in Sweden and there was feces on the ground and then I, uh, you know, just like that episode that I talk about, I kicked these people out of my life and the bathroom dreams stopped. Now, a lot of people can make the argument, which is, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's a very low blow to dreams. And I, has, I have always made the argument that uh, dreams are a way for nature to talk to us. So Carl Jung has made the argument that Dreams are a way of yourself communicating with yourself. Something is talking to you. Your subconscious is talking to you. So if you guys don't know this, when you are asleep, um, our, our, our brains are not working as much during the day. I mean, even though it feels like it, but it's not. So when you are asleep, and this is why it's really important that you get some sleep. When you are in a REM sleep or, or the deep state sleep, that's when your brain starts to, your subconscious start to take over. And then it, it becomes like an own, its own little, um, its own little machine and start to put things in order, I guess. And so your subconscious is working everything out. Some people have made, you know, um, have said that, you know, dreams is just what is just my brain just kind of trying to understand the world, which is which is true. And then some have said that, you know, maybe it's just random things that I'm not gonna really pay attention to. And I, you guys, I was in the same position as you guys, I stood in the same position, I didn't really pay attention to pay attention to my dreams. I said, you know, just bullshit. So lately, I don't know if you guys know this, um, I don't know if I brought this up, but I have been having a lot of dirty dreams about Tim Pool. So you guys don't know who Tim Pool is. Tim Pool is a journalist who, an independent journalist um, that works for his own little uh, show, uh, Tim Cass and um, Tim in Real Life. And, 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 and I, I, I think he's a very attractive dude. Um, some things he say that doesn't make any sense to me, but, um, I just find him really attractive. Now I don't pay attention to it as much as I should, but I'm, I'm beginning to see it. So with Freud, it's more like, you know, he made the argument that your dreams are sexual. It's more like everything that you, every desire that you have is a more of your body's 
basically the objective is for us to breed, right? And I thought to, thought to myself, maybe I'm just horny, right? And I said, like, maybe I'm just horny and maybe I'm just fantasizing, fantasizing about Tim Pool, right? But there's something deeper than that. And like I said, I sat down and I thought about it. So in my dream, Tim Pool and I had sexual intercourse on top of a doctor's table at my old job. So if you guys don't know this, I used to work for a doctor and we had sex on the doctor's table. Now, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get to that. I, I try to break everything down as much as I can, guys. So it was really interesting. And there was another situation where I was out in public and me and Tim Pole had sex in public in the bushes. And then this recent one, Tim Pole and I were walking in a field holding hands and we end up having sex. So it's a lot of sexual intercourse dreams. And so I try to break it down for you guys. So lately... I have been feeling kind of down about the podcast. I have been thinking and rethinking things. I was about to get a co-host, but that didn't work out. So I have made I have made the decision that it's going to be just a solo project that I'm going to work on my own. Um, I, I I don't play well with others. That's that's my fucking problem, and I I, I seriously need to to work on that. But I make I make great guest appearances on other people's podcasts, but um. Mm, when I, I really don't want to kind of stay in that lane of other people. I just want to like stay in my own little room, my own little domain, right? And so I thought about this. So I respect Tim Pool a lot at the fact that he was in the same situation as me. He, he grew up in the same environment as, as me. And he grew up poor, just like me. Uh, I believe he, he, blew up, he grew up poor in Chicago. And um, I just find him so fucking sexy in a way. And I think it's because the fact that with me engaging in sexual intercourse with him is for me in a way to respect or because when you're having sex, it's more like a spiritual connection um, between one another and you're sharing your desires and your, you know, your wishes and so forth with this person. And so to me, Sex is not me as way as lust for Tim Pool, but more of a way of me uh, because he's like a representation who I want to be because he he works hard uh, for everything that he he does he does. He started at Occupied Wall Street in two thousand seven on his own, and he got respected. He he didn't even graduate college. He didn't even go college, and this is why I like the guy so much is because he's so ambitious of what he's doing, and I want to be just like that. And so with the old setting, I think what, what's happening when I'm having sex with him is me of a way of trying to, I guess, move myself away from my current career and go somewhere else. And so what, and I think the public, when I'm having sex in public and in and and, and public dreams, you know, you got to think about that's your way of how people view you in public and i i want the pe- i want people to see me like me working on my podcast and stuff like that for me to people view me as the podcaster as boone as a podcaster because when you start to do your work and you start to create things and i i Pari XO made a video about this where he talks about um the create the the creator and their artwork so i i guess it's more like he was Make an argument that the creator, because there's some there's some musicians just like R. Kelly for example, for for example, where he is a predator, but he makes awesome music, and and I you know listen to R. Kelly, he influenced a lot of my my taste in music, but he's a sexual predator, and I think and when with me having sex with Tim Pool in public, I think. I want people to see me as Tim Pool as working really hard, which I do. I work really hard on my podcast, guys. Um, and, um, you know, generate my music. And um, it took me quite some time to find my music. And it took me about like three years to come with the logo. And I, I, ma- I made the logo myself. I do everything, guys, on my own. So this is where your contribution, your donation makes a lot. I mean, it makes me so happy when you guys support me because all the guests and stuff I'm I'm the one that do the scheduling I'm the one who do the editing I do everything myself and and I think it overwhelms me but at the same time I earn respect that way if that makes sense and so with Tim Pool I mean having sex with Tim Pool 
I think that shows and I'm happy about that. And I, this is what I want others to see me. And then having sex with Tim Poole <laughs> out in the field is another one where it's I'm out in the open of nowhere and I'm lost. But at the same time, I'm at, I'm at peace with myself that I'm okay that I'm working on this podcast with the things that I have because, you know, I do everything on my own and I'm okay with it. Um, it becomes overwhelming. So I did a podcast earlier with McCall Jones. Interesting conversation i'm gonna i'm gonna post that as well you guys could look that up um it's gonna be um posted below i believe this episode of drunk philosophy and um i was unprepared for that one and i should be prepared and so there were times where he was like oh i don't understand your question and so it's for me to learn from that experience if that makes sense because if you watched him pull you know getting debates and joe rogan and stuff like that he sometimes he he loses debates you know and a lot of people don't like him because he holds that you know that mutual position in politics and i'm the same way um i get called you know um i lived hard i get called um a fascist i get called pretty much everything under under the sun when it comes to politics including working for the fucking white nationalists i have no idea why people say that but um that's what I get and I totally understand why he holds those positions so I understand why he holds those positions because the fact that you know when it comes to politics it gets so complicated because it's one thing or the other so um I I I get it pool totally understand I hope you listen to this podcast and fucking laugh about it because it's just that's how it is so and um, when you have sexual dreams, a lot of people will make the argument that, oh, you just want to fuck that person. Not necessarily. I see Tim Pool attractive, but I don't see him as somebody that I would definitely date because of the fact that he's more mature than I am. And I'm very immature. And uh, he has made the argument many times that he wants a wife with who wants to stay home and he works and bring the babies and the monies. So, um which I don't mind. You get fucking sponsor. I think Ada Wong, uh, Ada Wong, I'm sorry. Um, I forgot her name. Her name, she's a comedian. And she, she said that, you know, uh, getting sponsor while you're sleeping. Um, it's a cool gig to have. And, um, excuse me, you know, burping. This is why I hate doing drunk philosophy because you burp and it's really disgusting and not really attractive. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> some people are going to make the comment that oh wait you're sexist what women can't fucking burp bitch no that's not what I'm saying uh, um, but that dream is a good example of me kind of breaking down everything that's going on in my life so I'm going to link another friend of mine named Jarrett Chan Jarrett Chan is a person he does really good videos on Kari Young and he breaks everything down I do I can't do justice when it comes to Kari Young I can't because of it's it's so much shit that Young broke down when it comes to dreams and I think Young I don't remember what dream it was but Young had a dream about him and Freud going down into the basement of some sort and Freud understood the subconscious part or like the basement part of the mind or the psyche and Young broke down another wall and there was like another part of it as well. So when it comes to the psyche, it, it breaks down from, you know, your conscious, your unconscious and your subconscious and it, it, it's so interesting. This is why I'm going to talk about Carl Jung a lot when it comes to drunk philosophy because you can learn so much about yourself. And so with the dreams, with the, the things that I've learned about myself, I have become like a much happier person. Um, I'm not saying that's going to be with you, but I'm saying that, you know, when you keep track of your dreams because it represents something, cats represent something, dogs represent something. Um, I remember having dream, dreams about two foxes that went into my house and it turns out that foxes are very sly creatures. They're good liars. And it turns out that two people who are, you know, that was a couple that 
pretty much try to uh, um, play me, if that makes sense. I know you're probably thinking, well, everybody's trying to play you, but um, you guys know that, you know, I am a person who calls out my own bullshit and I don't mind doing so. And so I hold that standard standard to other people. And this is where, you know, my dreams come into play about women. And I'm a very masculine woman and... um you know, Jeremy knows this when, you know, we got into a relationship and this is why uh, a lot of people are like, you know, are you masculine in like a manly way or you act like a fucking tomboy? No, not necessarily. I'm very feminine too as well because I like to balance this too because we all have man within us. We have, we have women within us. So it's like the masculine and feminine chi. And this is why I have the yin and yang as my logo. Now, my logo is not black and white, like the typical yin and yang that you see. My yin and yang is very, it's rainbow. We have a darker rainbow to a lighter rainbow because it's everything. You know, chaos and order working with one another in different aspects of things and atoms and materials, materials connecting with one another. And so they're working as one, right? And you need the other to, in order for the other to operate, to function as one. So... Um, and you see this in the universe, you know, it's really common um, in the universe as well. It, it's, you know, for things to to come into existence, some things have to die. And so with your dream, it's yourself learning about yourself. And uh, there are some things you have to eliminate, including people in your life. And so you have to listen to yourself what you want. And um, it becomes so difficult and I, I get it I'm on your side you know you, you're like I don't know what the hell is going on you know I had a dream about wells I'm dancing with wells and shit it can mean anything guys and if you guys you know have a chance make sure to kind of get a dream book to help you in the process and talk to people that's willing to break down with it with you especially like close friends and um so that's my sister, Ronan, is a perfect person that I love talking to when it comes to my dreams because she helps me out so much. And um, I will try to get her onto the podcast. She's very shy, um, but <laughs> she's going to get mad when I say this about her. She may be shy to to you, audience, but she's a bitch when it comes to the family members because she's so used to us. She knows us. So, but, um, my sister, she does tarot card reading. So she's, she's awesome. She's a Libra and she, her, I, I remember one time she told me I am a Libra rising or something and my moon is a Leo. So, um, I'm the opposite of her. My moon sign is a Libra and my sun rising or whatever they say is a Leo. So we're, we're like the same. So my sister have sister and I have like this really cool connection. So she her birthday is in September, but she's older than me by a year. So when we're like, I don't know, for example, I remember when we were little, there was a lady, uh, she was a uh, an aide of some sort, I guess a substitute aide, a teacher's aide. And my sister and I were, were on the playground and she said, how old are you girls? And we were like, oh, I'm a, I'm I'm. What did I say? I say I'm seven, and then she goes, "What? What? What about you?" You know, she's turning to my sister, and she's like, "I'm seven too." So we're the same age, like for about a couple, like a month before um, she turns older. But my sister had been telling me about dreams that she has about her and I, you know, in the apocalypse, and it's always a representation of us. And I always ask her, "Well, what's my symbol? What's my my position? What What do you think about me?" She's and she tells me, you know. You're independent. You work really hard. You you have a podcast. You do things that I always wanted to do, but I'm really shy about it. So I said, well, maybe it represents something. And so she admits that, you know, um, the apocalypse dreams is that she's really stressed out. And that's really common, too. If you are stressed out, you will have apocalyptic dreams. So the other dream that I had the other day was the hand of God. So if you guys don't know what the hand of God is, is the evil eye. So if you can picture a palm of, put your, hold your palm up and then look at it. And then there's a middle portion. And then there was an hazel eye looking at me. So um, 
there was a palm in my hand. I'm looking at my palm and there's a hazel eye in the middle. So I looked it up and it means the hand of God. I don't know what that means. And it's scaring the fuck out of me just talking about it. But that's what I saw. There was other instances where I dreamt about a raven where it its heart was connected to my heart. And the ra- raven, if you guys look it up, if you guys have a chance, look it up. It means that you should speak from your heart. That's the representation of the raven. And so it's so interesting, you know, that this happened because I always have a problem not speaking from my heart. So this is why I have drunk philosophy on this series because sometimes I get so stern and I'm not loose. And guys, I did not prepare for this particular episode. And, and I'm just talking out of my ass about dreams. And so um, I never learned how to speak from my heart. And that's the issue that I have. And I always let people kind of dominate me. And it becomes a, an issue in my life and has always been an issue in my life. And um, when it comes to like a third to figure, for example, like especially like my dad, I always follow authoritative figures and I never really kind of question them. Um, but if I do, like when I don't agree with them, it looks like I'm trying to cause chaos per se, but that's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to do is, is that, no, I don't agree with you, but I don't know how to express myself. And sometimes I can't um, communicate, you know, that's another problem that I have. And so that Raven dream was teaching me like, hey, you know, maybe this is the problem that you have and fix it. And so I have been learning, you know, to do my podcast, for example, to be really good at having guests onto my show. And if you guys don't know this, it's not the fact that I don't like having guests on my show. I love each and every one of my guests that took their time to appear on the Fire Out Wisdom podcast. And I have many more to come, many more to come. But the fact that I had to fucking prepare for it, that really kind of irks me because I hate doing homework. Well, I used to. I used to like doing homework, but as you know, a podcaster, sometimes you can, you you don't have time. Sometimes things pop up and um, my job and then, you know, Jeremy and then the baby and, you know, I'm going on to other people's podcasts, you know, friends and stuff. You're trying to keep everything in and all of a sudden the podcast, you know, that you're supposed to appear on or the guest, it comes boom right away. And so that's the only issue that I have. Um, but learning to do this and I really have fun having a conversation with you guys, especially when I'm like intoxicated and buzzed. So, um, I think that's what, you know, my, um, my thing is, and it's so awesome that, you know, with dreams, you have to kind of learn in a way that, um, to interpret things and it's so fun you know it can mean a fucking literally anything and everything and you can play with it a little bit until it hits you you know and there are some times you know I, I know you guys know what I'm talking about is sometimes the truth is not good okay sometimes you're gonna dream about something and it's going to bother you a lot. And so when I had issues with Jeremy, for example, my relationship, I dream about him or I cheating on each other. And that's pretty much my insecurity that I have. And it's not that he he cheated on me in the past or anything like that. It's my 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 worry or and I'm pretty sure every every couple they dream about cheating on each other, but it's me questioning my relationship sometimes. And this is very common. I'm not questioning my relationship right now. I love him to pieces. If you're listening to this, Jeremy, I love you. But like sometimes, you know, you get into that aspect in your life where, you know, hey, am I having issues? And this is where you go to your dreams, guys. Go to your dreams. And I remember one time where I had I have a lot of constant dream about my friend Samson. So I and Samson know this. He's like, you know, why do you dream about me? And the reason why I dream about Samson is because of the fact that I respect Samson a lot. Not as an individual, not just an individual, but his masculine side too. And he always tells me I'm not a manly man. So it's really funny, but I respect him at the fact of his activism. And um, the fact the fact that he's and um, sometimes he's shy doing public speaking and the fact that he just stands up and said, fuck it. 
I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to freaking speak up my mind and stand to what I believe in. And he, he continues to do it. And I respect him tremendously for that, for the things that he, he does. And it's like, I think that's why I, I have constant dreams about him. And that's the symbol of what it is. So, um, it, it's, it's so fun and it's, it gets so complicated, but if you allow yourself to feel it, allow it and don't fight it, you get really better at it. And, um, you have heard stories of people writing about dreams, uh, music, you know, things come into your dreams and they communicate with them. You hear dreams about in the Bible. You you hear dreams that people are trying to, you know, hearing about the plague or something. Um, but it gets it goes on and on. And I think Carl Jung was onto something, and he was trying to break everything down in the process of it. And um, nightmares is another one that people have. And so when you're having nightmares, and I know it's scary, and I hope you guys understand what I'm trying to say. I know it's really scary, and it scares the fuck out of you but pay attention to the surrounding of that nightmare and try to figure out why you're feeling this way and if you then I have always say that uh, paying attention to your dreams makes it easier on your medical bills if that makes sense uh, because it's a lot easier because your therapy is not there you know he or she is not there you know, side by side with you and trying to understand you. Um, you're the one who's in charge of this game right here. So um, I have lucid dreams. So that means you're in control in your dream. And it's a lot, it's, it's really complicated to kind of achieve. Um, but I have gotten better at it as I become older. So I have to be really, really fucking relaxed. And I'm pretty sure after drinking this last cup of beer that I have right here sitting next to me, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to experience lucid, lucid dreaming. And, uh, you know, in a lucid dream, you can feel everything. Uh, it could be fake. It could be just, you know, um, but sometimes I could just feel things, um, in the dream. And I remember I had a dream about my sister and this is the crazy part that it, it, this happened last year. I was under a lot of stress and I'm going to admit to you guys, listeners, to the audience, I was suicidal because everything was going on during that period of time. And um, I was really stressed out. And so I felt, you know, like the only way to kind of achieve this this burden of not feeling the way that I'm feeling, I'm just going to like fucking just give up, right? And so I had a lucid dream that night and I was crying. I came home from work and then Jeremy was asleep. Uh, the baby was asleep. I just started freaking crying in the shower. I just wanted to relax and I just wanted to like just shut my eyes and just sleep. And so I did. Took a shower, went to bed, and then I had a dream about my sister. And my sister was in the dream with me. And she was guiding me and she was she was walking me around the building and she was holding my hand and just guiding me. And my sister called me the next day. I shit you not. She called me the next day and she said, Are you okay? Out of the fucking blue. And this is the thing that really scares the shit about me about my relationship with me and my sister because I think she's like my twin flame or fucking some shit. But, um, and that's where, you know, she was like, you know, she called me right away and she's like, dude, are you okay? Because I can feel your energy from here. And this is where we go back to energy and feeling other people, what they feel. And so my sister was like, you know, catching on to me. So when you make that spiritual connection, and I think me and my sister has been sisters for like fucking centuries. And I always told her this and she starts laughing. She's like, you think we're sisters for fucking centuries? Like, oh, yeah, dude, I definitely think so. You know, like she's like my guide to my world and um, awesome person. And if you guys have a chance, please, you know, um, Tell me below if you guys want me to get my sister on because sometimes I don't want to like ask her because she's like really stern about what she wants. Like her boundaries and limitations to me. She's like, nope, I'm not going to fucking do it. I'm really shy. But if you guys, you know, push me and ask for her to come on, I'll definitely do that. And, you know, she has so much wisdom that she she can share with you guys. And she's like an awesome person. But she can talk about dreams too. And she has lucid dreams. And another person that has lucid dream is my mom. So I think with our family line, um, and if you guys don't know this, uh, my family line are shamans. So maybe I have that ability. I don't fucking know. Maybe I can just heal people. But um, 
people always come to me for, you know, their advice on things and, um, especially for me to read their dreams. And I'm not a fucking expert. Okay, guys, I'm not an expert on this. And I'm just going to say this right now. But, you know, you learn to decode things in the process. It, it becomes more like a skill that you have within yourself. And so the skill within yourself is a way to let to allow yourself to not only heal yourself, I mean, to understand yourself, but to heal yourself in the process. And, 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 provide yourself that self-actualization um, that you, you hear that term a lot. So self-actualization is, is pretty much the understanding of the self, um, I, I believe. And you start to realize and you're and, and you're going to hear this, the third eye start to open. So the third eye is when you, you start to feel everything. It's a lot more intense. You start to feel kind of, you know, achy and, you know, you feel like sensitive pain. So I, I've heard people where they say that they have their third eye open and they feel they don't want to eat meat anymore. I'm not telling you guys to be a fucking vegan. I love meat. I love steak. But like that happens. You become a totally different person. And this is what I call the individual metamor metamorphosis process where it happens. And this is where your dreams come in. Is Dreams come in. It's trying to teach you about something. Um, I don't know. You know, we can get into like many, many deep discussion about where this idea of your the voice is coming from, per se. You know, like, you know, Carl Young said, it's you talking to you, but are you sure that it's you? <laughs> so it, the, the philosophy part of it's really complicated. But, you know, who's talking to you? Is it really you or is it something else? You know, it's nature, for example. So is nature a, a an object or a thing or a... It, an entity of some sort that's trying to teach you about yourself or is it trying to teach you about the world you know is it a connection or an uh, uh, answer from the world so it it gets really interesting and uh, you know hold a dream book if you are a creative person for example you know um, and working on a project and you have like a, a, a block for example um, pay attention to it and you know, are are you starting to see like a uh, wave? You know, like you see a lot of people have dreams about oceans and water. You know, like do you feel burdened by you know your projects, or do you feel like everything's overwhelming for you, or do you need a break? Um, because there's such thing as creative blocks, and it happens. Um, and it becomes to the point where you know you become so you you drown in your work. And this is where people start to drink and this is where people start to lose, you know, their idea of who they are because of the fact that they're overwhelmed. So you don't really know what to do anymore. And this is, um, you know, what's bothering you. And, and if you become open with with how you feel, um, I know that sounds kind of, you know, cliche and people are like, you know, open. I don't want, I, I know people tell me to be open, but if you allow yourself to be vertical with yourself, um, you have to remember this is yourself. You're not talking to anybody about it. Yeah, I mean, you're not talking to me about it, but if you want to keep this within yourself, keep it within yourself. I mean, if you want to talk to somebody about it, like a dream expert or something like that, there's such thing as dream experts. If you want to talk to this with the shaman or you want to talk to with the psychic or, you know, pretty much anybody you want to talk to, um, they can help you decode it and make you grow and um, answer to many of your, your, your problems. And there's so many stories that you hear from people talking about their dreams and um, their, their career aspect of things. I remember hearing a story about a woman who keeps dreaming about a, a man holding a suitcase going up the, the, the elevator. So I've been having a lot of eleva elevator dreams as well. So um, the elevator dreams that I have recently was I was in like a building of some sort. And the building was a beautiful building. It's very old, but it was up to date. And um, it was stuck on the third floor. So I remember going up and down with my friend Riggs. So my friend Riggs, um, we have been friends since I was in high school. No, I'm sorry, in middle school. And Riggs is a representation of something, of a friendship of some sort. And I remember we were going up the stairs to go on the fourth floor. But then when we went to the fourth floor, we ended up back on the third floor for some odd reason. And the elevator was broken and there was a dirty laundry blocking the door of the elevator, preventing it from closing. Okay. So um, 
to me, I feel like I think with the ladder, I mean, with the ladder, with the elevator being stuck on the third floor, I think it was it's a, a it's a way from for me to tell myself about my career. And the only thing that I'm I truly am working on right now it's my podcast. And I think with the person next to me, it's a close friend of mine that I really want to work with. But in order for me to kind of move up the ladder or you know, for the elevator to work to go up, that person or me is having like dirty laundry that we need to release before we, we go to up to the next level. And see, it, it, it's interesting and it breaks down things like that. And, and lately, guys, that's starting to show. And so I said, no currently working on a project with other people and, and sometimes I'm just like you know no this is your fucking dirty laundry I'm not going to deal with it I'm going to kick it out of the way and I'm going to move up the ladder and and work my own way and you're going to come or not that that depends on you and what you want to do and so yeah I mean it gets so complicated and what a person wants to do and it's just like that's what's happening in my life at the moment and so, guys, pay attention to your dreams. I encourage it. And, um, you know, in, in this Drunk Philosophy episode, I ranted for like 45 minutes. But it was really interesting and talking about fucking Tim Pool fucking me and shit like that. That's that's really a personal story, but I'm sharing with you guys because I'm being vulnerable and being open onto this podcast. And I hope you guys are open in the comment section below and tell me about your dreams. I mean, sexual dream is really common. You know, water dreams is really common. Elevator dreams, buildings, careers. And um, going back to the dream about the woman in a suitcase, she was talking about, um, she kept dreaming about a man going into business and she was having issue with negotiation of her raise at work. And I, and the moment that she fixed that issue, she didn't, she didn't have dream about the guy in the suitcase anymore. So, you know, Anything can happen. I mean, if you break down of what you're you're dreaming about, and sometimes people don't remember. Um, it could be many things. They're you know they're too drunk or they're too high or they're just not focusing on what they're dreaming about. So, like I said, I recommend you guys pay attention to your dreams as much as you can, um, especially when you are a creative person or you're you're experiencing like a block in your life and you feel like you're not growing as an individual. And and me, I feel personally, you know, at thirty one, thirty turning 32 um, I needed to do something that I like I always wanted to do and then I got into podcasting by accident guys and like I said I always wanted to be on radio but but I was too shy and, and people are like you know you don't have a conversation you don't you don't talk much you have nothing to say blah 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 but this was back in high school and so I went to the mediocre route. I went to university, got myself into fucking debt and things like that. And always pursue, you know, things that made a lot of money. Like, you know, the IT information technology um, um, is was the one that I, I, I got into. And I regret it till this day. And so, you know, with IT, you know, it, it wasn't for me. And it bored the fuck out of me. And then I went to university for to become a music teacher and it's not that I don't like music it's because the fact that I'm so tired of constricted creativity process per se I don't like when somebody tell me well you have to do it this way because of this this and this I like you know being able to be to create and to follow my own heart and desire this is where the raven dream came in and so before I even started the podcast I had dreams about the raven speaking from my heart and so I did not know what to do I did not you know, I was like, you know, am I going to be a musician? Am I going to be a, you know, a radio host or, you know, what I, what do I want to do? And I didn't want to get to radio because if you guys look, listen to radio and listen to podcasters, it's a lot different. Podcasters, we're more kind of open with our, our platform. We're more open with our dialogue. We don't have, we don't have to necessarily have a script. We don't, we don't have ads that we have to work for. I mean, we can with sponsors and things like that, but we're really open of in our conversation because in radio, sometimes you have to get like dark, you know, like dark hours and, you know, after hours, people just call in the radio. I used to listen to that and I, I wanted to do that. So if you guys don't know this, Dr. Drew had a show that was like late hours. People call about, you know, like their, their couples, people call like for like, 
random things, you know, people call, you know, is it the right time to have sexual intercourse with my boyfriend and stuff like that? And they're older. Okay. This is the age of consent. It's 18 years old. And these couple calls some people call and say, you know, ask if, you know, their wife is cheating on them or their husband's cheating on them or what should I do with my career and things like that. And I always find that really fascinating. So I wanted to get into something like that, but I did not know what and so I kind of lagged and podcasting was popular. It wasn't necessarily popular. Radio was popular. So everybody wants to get into radio. So with radio, you had to like have a personality all over the place, just like podcasting. But podcasters is a little bit different. Everybody could do it. A person who just want to read a book or a person you can talk about anything. Murder stories. You could, you know, talk about music or you can talk about, you know, social events. You can talk about anything that you want to talk to. I can talk about, you know, philosophy and uh, just like, you know, uh, JB. We had an episode recently where we talked about what makes a man sexy. That's podcasting. It's, it's pretty much a, a free for all. It's just like you do you can do whatever you want to do and so um when I finally got into it I feel a lot more fulfilled I said I finally found what I always wanted to do I mean even if people don't listen to it <laughs> even if people don't listen to it I, I record something like my diary if that makes sense guys and so I can do pretty much everything I can sing I can rap I can talk about anything that I want to talk to I want to, I could talk about politics I could go all over the place I can just you know be drunk on it and just like record random bullshit um I could be on Podbean right now and be drunk and you know on live and just people just like you know what is this person talking about so I could just like rant for fucking 45 minutes or so and do whatever I want to do um but uh I think I didn't pay attention to my dreams I wish I should have done that a lot sooner and um I I had I have so many diaries guys so when when I was an avid journal writer um, when I was growing up and I have multiple journals that uh, I keep and uh, it's in the closet and I wish I could just like pull it out and I used to keep track of my dreams and um, I write them a lot and when I was a lot younger and um, most majority of my dreams was me being like on radio um, and uh I'm an intro. I'm, a, I'm more like an ambivert. So I'm like right in between the two. I, I really don't like a lot of attention on myself, uh, believe it or not. I don't like a lot of spotlight, but I do have an opinion, uh, uh, you know, and I share my opinion a lot. And um, did not know what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, I felt at many things and I said, fuck it, I'll just start a podcast. And I see many podcasters on Podbean and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of podcasters podcasters don't really last that long because it's the fact that they you know they make a couple of shows and they're like ah oh, fuck it I'm just not gonna do it anymore but but audio is going to continue to exist no matter what so might as well just get into something that's just going to be alive I mean AI is not gonna replace us anytime soon so we, what, what you're gonna listen to like a bunch of AI robots talking about shit I mean well that'd be kind of cool in a way but um I have always been fascinated with talking love radio love talking and it doesn't matter if it was like a like a man or a woman um, I know that sounds really sexist you know but um, I love women on radio and I just love their personality and what they they're doing with their time you know on radio and these women are like really having fun like a good time they're like you know talking about like interesting subjects about like sex and shit like that and i i'm, I'm listening to this in dr drew and um i'm like what the fuck this is so cool you know you can you can talk about like sex and shit like that and you can get away with it and so um it's not it's not a thing in in my culture so it's like it's like holy shit you're talking about like putting stuff in your fucking vagina wow that's really amazing and um when i did a podcast with with jb um jb and i have like this really awesome connection and so we're like two chicks just like randomly talking about like pubes and shit like that and so and i, I that raven dream was the one that kind of pushed me into speaking from my heart and i said you know what can i do that i could talk from my heart and ramble and people actually listen to my shit. And I was like, you know, fuck it. I'll just start a podcast. And I did. And I think it is the best decision that I have made in my life besides having a baby with a man that I love. Um, but that, you know, starting this podcast has made me into like a totally different person. And it made me grew as an individual as well. Not only that my dream has helped me make that decision to become a podcaster, but it made me make, it's continued to make me make decisions today. 
and it's awesome. And I, I, this is all because of the fact that I started to kind of pay attention to what I was thinking uh, when I'm sleeping. And so, um, you know, some people just you know, do podcasting because, you know, they see these popular podcasters just like, oh, yeah, you know, I want to be like this big bad podcast is woo yeah but it's not gonna work that way so if you guys don't know this i haven't received a single dime for my podcast so i know that sounds really sad and people are like you know i'm not saying this so you guys can like feel sorry for me but i i do have awesome guests so that's that's the payout that i have i have really cool guests that come onto the show and they're willing to sit down and talk to me so i have awesome guests lined up but um i have not received a single dime from you know anybody and uh, I do, I do support, you know, my friends and their podcasts and become a patron on their end. But um, when it comes to my podcast, I'm a little bit more strict in a way. Um, but uh, always looking for sponsors, guys. So if you guys have any products or something that you want, you want me to share, just let me know. Um, hit me up. Um, I do have my email address as well in on Podbean. Or you guys can hit me on Facebook because I share majority of my stuff on Facebook. I should share it on Twitter and um, IG and things like that. But I'm not really in the mood to deal with Twitter and all the cesspool, you know, the bullshit that's on there. But um, I, you have to like work your way to your advantage. And I, I know that I'm just going to like fight with these SJW hoes, but I'm not really in the mood for that. And this is not what the Far Out Wisdom is about. But the Far Out Wisdom is about people of that's unorthodox coming together and just dropping the politics bullshit and just having a conversation and just getting on with it. So move on with it. And this is where, you know, and I, I like I said, the, 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 the podcast episode that I did with McCall was so fucking fascinating and that he and I, we broke down the Vietnam war. So, so like I said, we're not experts per se. He is actually, he has a master's degree in international relations but he gets it, but I don't. <laughs> and like these podcast guests that I have, you know, like far out people that I that I handpicked, mind you, I handpicked these guests. And so um, it makes me gain kind of a reputation. So you you climb your hierarchy. And so to help you in your hierarchy process, you have to learn a little bit about yourself. And so you have your mentors that you have that will that will help you climb up the mountain of your success right your you know maslow pyramid i don't know what it's called i think that's what it is i don't fucking know i'm drunk right now but like the dreams pay attention to your dreams i don't know how, how many times i have to like say that repeating it over and over again but your dreams will help you understand a little bit about yourself so with me i i don't want to be like top fucking dog I don't want to be top bitch, even though that's like my favorite sexual position is the top position and writing. All right. But I just want to do something that make me kind of attract people who just want to just sit down and just talk about random shit all fucking day and night. And this is why I want to do it full time because I can do these things. And it, sometimes it gets really exhausting. Let me take a drink of my beer. Sometimes it gets really exhausting. I, I will admit. There are times where I cry when I, you know, right in the middle of podcasting. Sometimes um, it becomes overwhelming. So this is the hard part that I'm experiencing right now. This is where, you know, just like a storyline, the climax, you know, is starting to happen. I'm starting to climb up in the drama world. Okay. I'm trying to like make my, my way into like the podcast universe. And so, you know, beating up and climbing up the hierarchies and stuff like that. You know, I'm on my, I believe my 42nd episode. Um, I had many episodes before that, but then I kind of remove it along the way. And I, I try not to like remove, try not to delete episodes or anything like that. Not because I'm trying to hide anything, but sometimes the auto is really crappy. Sometimes my editing is really bad. Um, but I'm not going to make excuses for myself for doing so. It's for me to learn myself in the process of doing this. And so, you know, I really want to like travel around the world and actually go around looking for people so they can provide me with wisdom. And this is why I started the Far Out Wisdom podcast in the first place, because these far out people are everywhere. You just have to find them. And this is why I have my friends come on first and then they will push people. And you guys, um, if you guys are new, um, you guys can push people onto my podcast so I can invite them on. And so we can have like this off awesome conversation. And it's like I said, it's layback. We're chill. Okay. Chilling. And, um, chilling like a villain. That's what I'm doing right now. And, um, you know, talk about these things about philosophy and stuff like that if you want to do it drunk. So that's what is it is all about. 
And, um, you know, I got to this position where I'm at is because of the fact that I, I focus on my dreams. And I have learned things. I have seen things. I have experienced things that make me appreciate the human psyche. And we're in a moment in our time where we kind of like hate each other and we don't want to like think about, you know, the respect that we have for human nature. And dreams is a world where the subconscious plays around and it becomes a little playground and it's free. It can do whatever it wants, you know. And this is this is where the far out people comes out and we play. And my podcast is like its own little dream where people come out and play and have dancing around like different you know politics and philosophy and uh, psychology and religion and spirituality so we come out and play like we're in a dream and it's a way for us to understand ourselves and just like the subconscious mind that you're trying to understand yourself you know this is your subconscious mind in real time you know, on the far out wisdom podcast for me personally, as a person who's guiding, you know, the person, the, you know, the dreamer, you know, or the AKA the guests, you know, to guide you in a way to have fun and to experience hum humanity, to experience what it means to be human with connection with mother nature, to feel her love to feel her the warmth of her her heat the the cold air that she provides for you as it dries your lips during the winter you know as she feeds you with her food that she grows you know and that's dreaming is a way for her I guess in my personal opinion to play with her and your subconscious mind to kind of experience her and so I just love dreaming. And sometimes I get really scared. Sometimes dreams are really, really fucking scary. Um, and sometimes they don't make, make any sense. I mean, um, I think Carl Jung had dreams about, you know, death. Uh, he had dreams. And I think he used his dream in a way to take that onto his work. So he took it from the subconscious reality. I guess I, I can make that not, not reality, not subconscious reality. That's an oxymoron, but the subconscious realm and put it into the reality, which is our existence that we, we see to, around us and try to make it fit in a way to make us understand about us as humans. And, um, it's really beautiful. And I think I just, I would, I, I would be so fascinated if I could just like have people just like send me random stories of their dreams and tell me, you know, what are you dreaming about? What's going on in your life? You know, that's like the personal aspect of yourself. And you guys know this, that I really don't mind, you know, getting personal with you guys. Um, not in a sexual way. I don't want to fuck you guys, but it's just like to get personal with me. And that's the point of being human. And I really love that connection that I, I'm always searching for that connection, that spiritual connection between an individual and individual or a collective between a collective or a culture and a culture. And so there are some things that we disagree with and there's some things that we do um, appreciate. And that's the, the human subconscious ability to dream. And we all dream every each and every one of us and that's one of the connection that we have with one another we eat we shit we sleep and we dream you know and it's just like we have so much you know common things together and that's where we learn from one another you know and not only are we able to learn about your about about yourself but you're able to learn about each other because it's just a common symbol you know you dream about cats you dream about dogs you dream about turtles and shit you know we all have dreams like that you know dreams about being pregnant for example is just an, that that that's a representation of a new idea starting to give birth to you and i remember one time i had dreams about six pregnant women guys you know and so and i was like you know is it because i'm dreaming that the fact that i want another baby or <laughs> shit i don't know but it's not it's new ideas that's coming into play. 
and I'm, I'm I'm so excited to to work with this with you guys. You know the people that's you know a fan of mine, and um, yeah. So pay attention to your dreams, guys. I think I just went over the mark of an hour. I don't even know how I went an hour. This is why I drink, guys, so I can like have like random conversations like this, intoxicated. So um, <laughs> now it's kind of time for me like sleep or something and and have lucid dreams or something like that. But anyways, guys, remember to like, to share. Uh, like not on Poppy. Make sure you love, like, and share, and share it on social media. If you guys can't really, if you guys would love to support this work, uh, you guys can PayPal, Venmo, or become a Patreon member. And the links are in this description below. And as always, guys, stay far out. Bye.